Welcome back to the Seen and Not Heard podcast, the podcast that is your weekly dirty little secret, which is fine by me, as long as you keep it. I am Melrose, your host, and this is season one, episode 12. We finally made it to our season finale episode. So crazy. I am so excited to finally introduce you guys to some of the most important people in my life. I did also originally plan on having my best friend Natalie on as well as my mom, but unfortunately the timing just didn't work out. It's probably okay because the two of them probably need their own individual episodes anyway. However, today I am sitting down with my two other best friends, Julie and George, and my husband. I basically wanted to like talk to a few people who know me best, like you, some of my other close friends, uh, my husband and get your guys' side of the story from like what you've seen since I've been webcamming and like been in this industry all together. So like, I guess the first thing is like, what have you experienced like through gossip or through people asking you about what I do or if you know about, you know, Melrose and like what I do for work? Mm -hmm. Have you had any of that? Um, Actually, I don't um I don't have people that really approach me and ask me mm-hmm. um and one I think it's because um I think it's because they know that I'm I'm a very private person so even if they try to gossip I've I've never discussed your webcamming um openly just because Mm -hmm. I've always respected that because I know that you've always tried to be private about it Mm -hmm. so then I always just respected that and plus your resume is amazing I mean I don't even have to touch webcamming so I'm like oh my god she's a model you know she does um uh, she works like other companies. She has her, you know, market method media. She, you know, she's into real, you know, she did real estate. Mm-hmm. So, um, and obviously, you know, we've been friends for ever, ever. Exactly. <laughs> so you're one of my best friends, you know, you're my childhood best friend, your family. So, do you think like, cause you know me way before webcam was like ever a thing. Mm-hmm. Like we've been friends since freaking fifth grade. So mm-hmm. Do do you ever feel like the other stuff I've done, like work-wise, like modeling or real estate or any of that stuff is overshadowed by my webcam career or not really? Do you think when people think of me, they think of like all those achievements like you listed or do you think they just think, oh, webcam model? Because that's like the scandalous thing. You know, if they do think it, I've never personally been attacked with your name, you know, coming Mm -hmm. up and saying, um... You know, like for someone to attack you, it's it's always been your friend is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> or um, let me see pictures, and I'm I'm always you know like I'll I'll bring up your Instagram. So I I honestly don't think I personally don't think just because I've always been so supportive and I've always been very private about your webcaming because I think I was personally naive when you first told me and I don't think I asked really what it entailed and then I think once you finally did kind of open up a little bit and we had that conversation I was like okay well you know I and I've still personally till this day I've never looked at any of your like webcam recordings right like um up until recently I think I just followed your um other Instagram page but I've always just been very reserved about you know just because I don't want to I don't know I don't want to go and like creep on my fifth grade best friend (laughs) yeah I I think it's different for girls yeah so (laughs) yeah that's true um I was gonna do you remember the first time I told you that I was going to do webcam because I was trying to think about it early and I couldn't even remember. I I honestly don't remember. I think I remember um, when you first told me about go-go dancing. And I remember I had another friend around the same time who was also go-go dancing. And I 
you know, I, I wasn't shocked. I was, I had just turned 21. I think I was going to start going out. I thought it was awesome for the girls to be up there dancing. I've always just thought, and you've always been a dancer, you know, you were into prom. Yeah. So it didn't surprise me that you were a go-go dancer. I'm like, great. That's awesome. She's going to go make this much money. Like she's going to make cash. So I've mm. always just been like, that's, you know, very supportive. You know, you do you, girlfriend. I'm right here behind you, you know? Yeah, totally. Do you, because we have been so close, even though there's been, like, gaps of time where we, like, mm-hmm. lost touch a little bit or we have, you know, get wrapped up in our own lives. Have you, as a, my close friend, is there any times that come to mind that you think, like, my relationships have been affected by webcam or, like, friendships have been mm-hmm. affected by webcam? Um. I, I think I do remember us, you know, um, having those conversations. And even even as I followed your podcast up until the finale, I was able to get some of some insight and some details that I, you probably shared with me before. And it's been so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some details that I had never heard before. So I I do remember um, some of your relationships because it's it's hard. Not everybody understands, you know, not everybody understands. And I think that's, I think that's, that, that has come up before where someone would, um, would someone would say, um, like, and it's been more recently than not Mm -hmm. where someone would say like, well, well, what is, you know, how does, how does her husband feel about it? Or is her husband supportive? Because it's never, you've never found the, you, you hadn't met your perfect person that you have yeah. now, you know, it's the support. It's, it's, I think it's all about, you know, you you guys love each other. It's very supportive of each other. And I know that you didn't have that before. Yeah. And even so we were young, we were really young. And I feel like, you know, it just, we were so, you know, so like some guys are just more mature than others. And yeah. Yeah. But and it helps now that you I'm dating older. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All He's right. very mature and very supportive well, and I moments. love that. <laughs> he, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure, right? I'm sure. Yeah, he's perfect. But yeah, no, I think that it's it's funny too because like when I talk to uh Natalie and I I think back to like where we all came from because we all came from the same small like not small town but the same town and mm-hmm. had very similar experiences growing up and like our our culture growing up because mm-hmm. of where we lived is very similar so I think that it, it's very interesting for me to look back at like my group of friends and mm-hmm. and see how different our lives have been but I mm-hmm. do feel like I owe a lot of my success to webcam because I mm-hmm. was coming from a pretty poor background, you know, and if I didn't have that opportunity, I don't think I'd have nearly anything I have today. Right, absolutely. And that's why I've always admired you. You know, you've always been a role model. You taught me how to dance in fifth grade. I've always <laughs> looked up to you. I've you know and- and that is always like you grind and you will do whatever you have to do to to be successful and that I've always admired that and I think you're so brave for for doing this podcast for just following your dreams and at the end of the day it doesn't even matter what other people think say because it's you you know it's you it's your it's your future you're the one that you know we make our decisions and we we just we follow through and this is our life but you are I've always admired you I've always thought you were so brave and creative and outgoing and successful of course but we all start you know like you said like nobody sees all of the hustle and everything that you know where you start because like you said we do come from a very you know humble beginnings yes exactly so definitely So you're my friend, George. We've known each other since, I don't know, middle school? Yes. Yeah, middle school. God, we're getting so old. (laughs) Um, But you've seen me, like, go through a lot, like, friendship-wise, relationship-wise, like, just school-wise, life-wise, all of it. Um, You stood up at my wedding. So, like, we we go way back. Um, 
And what was like your first impression when I told you about webcam? Because I don't even, I was trying to remember like how that went down or how I told you. And I couldn't remember. I actually remember that day. I was thinking about it. uh, And I remember it perfectly. It was when you, the closest we, remember when you used to live really close to me like three years ago? Yeah. Yes, yes. The last, last one. Yeah. Um, I remember coming over one day and I always knew I mean, because the rumors were always around that you did this, but uh, the, we, when we finally spoke about it, when you finally mentioned it, I was like, all right, I'm in the loop. I know what's up. Uh, so it wasn't so much of a surprise because I felt like I already knew, but I was just waiting for you to tell me because I didn't want to go up to you and just be like, yo, so people are talking, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it just felt very like, oh, okay. Again, I think because in my mind, I already knew that this was happening. I just wanted the, I just wanted you to check it off. Like as a, yes, this is true. Um, So it just, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't in shock. I wasn't disappointed. I think I was just more excited because you were letting me into this chapter of your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was like, it was just such a mutual thing. Cause then I remember when we, when you started talking to me a little bit more about the financial aspect of it, I was like, wait, hold up. Why can't I do this too? You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I do. I do. And then that. that, that left my mind like 15 minutes after that. I'm like, okay, yeah. you know what? This is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. I forgot about that. Oh, wow. Okay. So when you're saying like you had heard rumors and stuff, like what were the kind of things you were hearing just generally? I mean, anything, you name it really like, oh, I hear, uh, I hear she does porn. Is it true that, you know, she does sex for money? Is it true that, you know, the guys from the football team are all sleeping with her? It was just everything. <laughs> and and even while we were in, in school together, you know, the rumors were always here and there. But in my head, I'm like, I'm not paying attention to that. I'm just trying to graduate, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it was so, yeah, all of that. And then from I, and more so, though, I have to say with them, it's it's very different from men and women. A lot yeah. of the girls would just be damn, well, she's hot, why not, you know? Or they would have said, man, I wish I had the confidence to, you know, just mm-hmm. get naked like that. Uh, but then from the male perspective, it, it was always a little bit raunchier and just that fantasy of, damn, is that yeah. true? You know, because you are yeah. a beautiful woman. So when Thank they, you, you know, <laughs> so when <laughs> they start to really, it, it's just a fantasy thing, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. See, in, it was like back in, obviously, I didn't start camming until I was 20 years old. So mm-hmm. for the people in high school, it was like, there was always rumors in high school just because people talk shit in high school. It's just like, right, you know, right, right. what people go through. Mm-hmm. But I know like between like Natalie and like some of my other closer friends, it was like, oh, they said this about you and you're sleeping with so-and-so. I'm like, where, where do I have time for this? Like right. I'm on palms, on track, I'm student count, like I'm doing all these things. When do I have all this time? Right, right. That's just funny. It's funny what people like to talk about. Um, But yeah, have you, because you obviously do professional hair for a living and you're quite good at it. But I know a lot of the times I'd come into your salon, you would like, you talk to people a lot from high school because they still come to you for hair stuff. So like, has anyone in the more recent years, like been in your chair and brought me up? It's, I, yeah, yeah, yes. Well, so here's the thing. I mean, we're really close friends. And even me and you joke around with it. Like whenever we're together, I say, oh, let me get you on my my Snapchat real quick. And then Mm -hmm. we even joke, we joke about it and say, let's see how long this time takes. And Mm -hmm. within like three seconds, I'll get a reply like, damn, who's your friend? She's hot. Let me, let me hit that, you know, (laughs) little things like that. So you're, Whenever we are around, whenever I work with you professionally, um, as in doing your hair, we're doing a photo shoot, or we're just hanging out, freaking grabbing a burger, mm-hmm. you're always being spoken of, you know? Um, so weird. And, 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 and I think now it's not even so much as a negative way because we are grown adults, you yeah. know? And I mean, you know my close friends, even from like work, for example, or... Mm-hmm. You know, they, they will see your Instagram and they're like, oh, does she model? Or like, you know, I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, damn, that's hot, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just more of an appeal thing now where back in the day it was just more, you know, I think because we were immature and young and we're still so new to, 
I think just figuring ourselves out that people always have these things that they just want to make up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, have you ever had like a negative reaction or like had someone like talk shit about me to you and did it maybe not realizing we're so close kind of thing? Uh, I've never had that. Uh, maybe here and there, just a girl that could be like, mm, that's trashy, you know, or mm-hmm. that's hoish. But I, I'm like, okay, whatever. You're just hating, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's, I've never, not to my knowledge, honestly, and, and more so it would happen when we were younger. Uh, yeah. But I would easily shut it down or I would not even get involved because I sometimes I feel that that's just what people want. They want fuel for it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. to me, I'm just, you know, when people would ask me certain things, I'd be like, why don't you just ask her? Well, you're her friend, shouldn't you know? And I'm like, and if, and, you know, sometimes I'd be like, yeah. And, you know, maybe yeah. I know, if you know things about me, they don't know things about me. Like, what's, what's the difference? Like, what do you get out of knowing what somebody else does? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day. Do you, do you feel like it's just the scandalousness of it? Like, everyone wants to know the scandalousness like oh like because it's, it's very unconventional i guess is the way yeah to say it. i i think they're just infatuated with the fantasy aspect of it you know yeah. because you are i mean you're the only person in this industry that i personally and know very well yeah so people just want to know you know oh so, you know, what does she do this? Does she do that? Or can I just sit in and watch while you like, it's not Ew. the thing like, like, <laughs> it, 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 and again, I think it's just this whole fantasy thing. Because I mean, I, I remember the first time we did our, our shoot together that you asked me to assist in. It was like, I literally felt like I was punching in from like nine to five. It was full blown work. Yeah, you know, the totally. lights, the, the setup, the costume, the hair, the yeah. props, the makeup. And we shoot for a few minutes, we take a break, and then we continue. So it's not this whole thing of what people think it is. It's literally, like, you're working. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. totally. No, see, and that's what, like, it's so funny when I, like, because I have, obviously, the vlog stuff that I'm behind on. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I have, like, my Sam <clears throat> stuff. And it's such a different life. Like, when yeah. you go and look at my vlog, like, I'm so chill. It's it's not full glam all the time. Like, mm-hmm. it's just my life, you know? Right. And if I'm, like, going to cam, that's a whole nother setup and ordeal where it's, like, full glam, big lashes, you know, the lingerie, right. the body shimmer, like, all this ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. But that's not my real life. Like, I log off cam, I put on sweatpants, my hair goes up, and I Netflix and eat mostly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just not realistic. And I, I'm glad that I'm able to sell the fantasy because that's my job. And I'm good at my job, I guess. But in terms of, like, that expectation, like, that's not real life. And that's not real life for any girl, you know? Well, and and to kind of put it to you in this way, one of my friends one time told me, because I've had this uh, before where a lot of people will meet me at the salon for the first time or they follow me on Instagram, Snapchat. And then when they meet me in person when I'm not working, they're like, wow, you're so much more mellow than what you seem. And mm-hmm. it's not that I'm being fake or not. You're just, when you're working or you're put on the spotlight, you are showing the most elevated version of yourself, yeah, which is on. what you're doing, you yeah, know? So totally. it's not that you're, I mean, so again, it's not, you are selling a fantasy. It's not that you're being fake or anything, but that's like the most elevated version of yourself. And then yeah. once you're done working, then you take it off. Like right now it's my day off and I literally have on an oversized hoodie and sweatpants and socks with a hole in them. Like, you know, and then when you go to work, you turn it up, you know, your hair is done, you put a little contour, a little highlight. So it's just, you know, two different things. It's two different things. Totally. Do you feel like because you knew me back in middle school, Mm -hmm. you know, there's times in friendship, of course, where you get, you know, busy, you're preoccupied, class schedules don't mix, you don't see each other, whatever. But do you feel like generally I'm the same as when you first met me to the, like, the fundamentals of me, my, my character and, you know, my personality are the same as when you met me as they are today? Yeah. Really? 100%. <laughs> well, I- <laughs> I've grown zero as a person. No, Got it. No, <laughs> you, you, you have evolved into, I mean, we all grow up, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I do believe that, 
your morals, your family values, your work ethic has always stayed the same. But as we grow older, you're, you know, sometimes you meet a goal and then life shifts you into a different way into, okay, now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to do that, you know. Uh, But you've always been, I mean, since I met you and we really started to hang out fresh, no, not freshman year, junior year of high school, I think is when we really, really got really close. I mean, you've been as creative as you, you've been your entire life. You have a genuine heart. You're one of the sweetest people I've ever met. You, um, your work ethic is phenomenal. And I just feel like it's elevating to a greater level, not just so much as in, oh, you know, I want to meet my monthly goals so I can buy a car. It's, oh, no, now that I am married, like, we're going to buy property. Like, the, the, yeah. you know, the the prize is elevated. Uh, yeah. But I, I do feel like you just have matured, but you're still the same person. I mean, if we go back home, I'm sure we can go to our same taco joint and just get some tacos, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not, it's never going to change. Uh, yep. No, but, so, true. yeah, so you've just matured, but still the same, same girl. Same girl. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> um I was going to, so in terms of like the relationships you've kind of seen me go through, mm-hmm. have you as an outsider looking in, seen my career affect my relationships or even vice versa at all? Uh, I, I have it. I only saw it affect you with that one big relationship. That one see, year. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that one, I think too, because there's certain parts of our lives that we don't speak about. Uh, yeah. Not not because we don't want to share them, but, you know, there's just certain things that we don't talk about. And I think that's up until when you really got serious with your past relationship and now your husband. We uh, I never really knew much about your the guys you were dating, you know, yeah. you were just yeah. like, oh, I'm dating this guy. Oh, cool. I think I met one of them once and it was for a quick second. And yeah. then with the, that last relationship, you know, it was all good. But then. Once, you know, things started to turn south and get really ugly, then he really, I mean, I remember when he was bringing up your career and calling you a whore and a slut and a prostitute. And I mean, that's, no one wants to hear that, you know, but so that was the only one that I've ever seen you have such a negative effect. And even after you moved, he was blocked on social media, like for him to still take the time, effort and energy to find you and want to like bring you down. Like to me, that's just pathetic. Like he's the loser because, you know, he lost something great. So that's the only thing that he had that could fuel him is your career. Yeah. And you know, I find that too. So I talk about C and that relationship pretty Mm -hmm. in depth in one of my past episodes. But Mm -hmm. after like I broke up with him, like, I don't go into it in the episode, but, like, all of that continued. Like, he mm-hmm. would – he found out my new uh, address. He was still texting me. I blocked his phone number. He started emailing me when, you know, me and my husband, which was my boyfriend then, got in the car accident. Like, he emailed me saying, you know, you should have died in that car accident. Like, that just, like, kept going forever. And I think in relationships, especially in toxic relationships – they've got to grab for the thing that they can use. And like, yes. I'm a great girlfriend. Like I, I've always prided myself on being a really good, you know, partner in a relationship yeah. because in my head, it's like, if I ever have to part ways with someone, I want them to feel like, you know, they're losing something. Cause I, there's nothing I could have done wrong. Like I really gave it my all this way. I have closure when I look back at things and be like, well, I tried, like I tried my best, you know, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So I think for relationships that I'm badly with me, the only thing the guy can kind of grab onto is my career because it's the only thing controversial that I do, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, no, I've, and, and it's always when it's convenient. It's never like, oh, no, I, I'm cool with your work. I love your job. Oh, can I watch that one video of you? And then it's like, oh, we're breaking up. Oh, you're a whore. It's like, okay, yes, oh, yeah. Now I yeah. am. <laughs> but last week you wanted to be in the video. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's funny how that works out. Yeah. Um, what did you think? So, when I, first got into webcam and I've kind of kept you up to date with like the stuff that I've been doing. Like then I mm-hmm. moved into Snapchat and you obviously knew about the videos that I had been filming in the past and stuff. Is there ever a point where you felt like I was going too far or like I was making choices that were going to be bad for me long-term or that I couldn't recover from? Not necessarily. No. Uh, because here, I mean, 
here's the way that I, I look at it. Whether you are doing this behind closed doors, you know, like a, a girlfriend to a boyfriend, a couple or whatever, whether you are sending a picture to somebody, whether mm-hmm. you're doing a, a video on Snapchat, like it's out in the world. Yeah. You know, so to me, I don't, okay, cool. You're getting paid for it. You know, why yeah. <laughs> you're leveraging something that we are already doing, you yeah. know, like, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's one of those things where I never thought you were taking it too far. I think you've, you've just been smart about it and you've used every way that you could possibly connect to somebody to leverage and really bring more income. Yeah. Um, because you're totally. doing the same stuff. I mean, like now with your Snapchat, you know, you are mm-hmm. literally doing the same thing that you were doing in on camera yeah. on the website, yeah. but now it's on Snapchat. So people can yeah. be a part of that, you know? Uh, so it's not, again, it's not me ever thinking that you're taking it too far. I mean, they, what else can you possibly do that, you know, I think. Yeah. Well, there's, there's always that, mainstream form, but that's just not me. Right, know? right. Which you have been very clear about, about it since the first day you ever told me you were doing yeah. this. Yeah. I don't know, but other than I don't that, know why that's my moral line, which it yeah. isn't really because I, I could care less if someone else is doing it. It's just for yeah. me personally, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I was going to ask you too, for in terms of my, like you were standing up at my wedding and mm-hmm. everything, what are your thoughts on my relationship now? Because some of the stuff that my other friends have said when I interviewed them was like, most people wonder about your husband. Like, is your husband mm-hmm. okay with it? Have yeah. you ever had that? I have. Um, and we have spoken behind this about mm-hmm. this before already. Uh, and at the end of the day, I just feel he knows the real side of it. You know, he yeah. knows the truth about it. You were open with him about it since day one. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're telling him that you're going to go work at a call center and then, you know, and then you come off, like, yeah. right. Like, no, you, you, since day one, you mentioned this to him and he, allowed himself to step into your world you mm-hmm. know so he really had a way out of it since day one and mm-hmm. i the fundamentals of a relationship are built on trust and honesty and you know if if that works for you guys then it works for you guys you know at the end of the day people are always going to have opinions about it yeah and yeah it doesn't matter as long as you both are okay with it and it works and you're open about what's going on, then it works, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I asked this to Julie when I had her on the podcast yesterday, but Mm -hmm. do you think that my webcam career outshines all the other things I've done? Like the real estate, the modeling, the, you know, um, I don't know what else I've done. All, all of the stuff I've done. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like webcam takes precedent? Like when people think about me, that's what they think? Or do you think they think model? No, that one definitely is the first. Because that's, the, I guess, the biggest scandal, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll give you th- this example. Kim Kardashian, for example. It will always fall back to that one sex tape she made. Mm-hmm. It, she, I, regardless of what people say, she is a mogul. She took something and turned it into a million dollar. Like, and it, like they, they are true moguls. They have so many businesses. So for people to say that they're not talented, that's a lie because yeah. they are doing it right. So with you, I mean, you decided to do this, but always, people will always look at that one. Oh, well, you know. She just porn. Well, she gets naked. Yes, but you still have so many other businesses that you do, like your social media with YouTube, with now this podcast, with the Snapchat, with real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much more to you than that, which is your main career. But still, like, I think that we should let that define us, you know? So it's just unfortunate that people look at it that way. But yeah. like when people always say, when I'm like, oh, you know, my friend, and they're like, oh, the one that does porn. And I'm just like, <sighs> And I'm like, I feel like I can't even, I don't even want to waste my time giving them, yeah. you know, because yeah. I'm like, dude, that's not all she does. Okay. If you guys really understood what it is, you, you wouldn't get it, you know? Yeah. See, and you know, it's hard for me because I know that that's, in my heart, anyways, I feel that's the first impression, whether mm-hmm. it's with meeting new people or people who have heard about me. Like I just kind of walk into the room assuming everyone knows because Mm -hmm. if I do that, I can never be blindsided, you know? So I just assume, but um, it's unfortunate because 
there's still moments where when I am feeling like, you know, when you have those bad days and you're feeling insecure for no reason or whatever, where it's like, I want to kind of shelter myself from that. And I don't want to have to face that in those moments when I'm already feeling weak for some reason. But it, the only way I can kind of counter people like that who put that label on me and can't see past it is to meet them. Because once you meet me, I feel like it's very hard to only see that. Like once you get to know me and you see my personality and, you know, we've spent some time together, I feel like it's very hard to just label me and put me in this box. But in those moments where you're feeling weak, it's like you don't want to go out there and meet people. You want to kind of hide and fall back into your, your comfort zone, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I like in getting a little bit of anxiety personally, because I'm like, do I want to go to this high school reunion? Because I kind of do. Cause it's like, I was the ugly duckling in high school. Now I'm finally got my shit together. <laughs> I just kind of yeah. want to be like, fuck you all. <laughs> but it's, Which for you to say the ugly duckling, uh, um, canceled. No, I don't know. <laughs> I was such a ginger mutant. It was bad. I was, Oh my god. I'm so orange my senior year and so white my other years. (laughs) Mm -mm. You went no, no. I don't know. It's just like it gives me anxiety because I know if I go to the high school reunion, that's all people are gonna be talking or thinking about. But at the same rate, like what do I care? Kind of. Like if I care, then I'm empowering them. And if I don't care, then I kind of suck the power out of the room, I feel like. So kind of want to just go and not care, but I don't know. Well, here's the thing. People were talking about it in high school and people are still going to be talking about it now. Yeah. So, I mean, why, that shouldn't stop you. True. You know? Are you going to come in and it, go it, with me? I mean, I'll go. Let me just get this, you know, this body right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. No, I, I want to go because there's people I want to see. Honestly, I shouldn't say that too much because a lot of the people I valued from high school, like I'm still such good friends with. But so like, it's not like I haven't seen them. They were at the wedding, you know, but there's still people. It'd be nice to be like, oh, like what happened to them? You know, how are they doing? I don't know. I go back yeah. and forth about it a lot. But yeah. I Just know. do it. Do it for you. Yeah. Do it for you. Yeah. I think I will. Um, as far as uh, knowing me just personally and stuff over all these years, in you knew me from the beginning. Like my family was pretty, you know, on the poor side and we didn't have a lot as opposed to now do you feel like webcam was kind of the catalyst to to get me out of that situation and like get me on my feet and help me launch these other businesses and stuff it it really has i mean you <laughs> I, I i i mean i'm still in shock like when we've had we've had a few conversations of the financial aspect of this industry mm-hmm. and you've been very open with me about them mm-hmm. since they won you know so for me to for you to go from literally having zero dollars one day to x amount i'm like are you kidding me but you've never used that to i don't know indulge in materialistic things it was always about family and it's always been about helping you know you have such a strong why yeah. that that is what keeps it going you know because i mean if someone was to wake up you know with ten thousand dollars in their pocket you know, some people might think, oh, you know, I'm going to go get me, you know, this purse, get me this pair of shoes. You're like, no, I need to pay off this, yeah. you know, credit card. Yeah. Like right now, if I had 10 grand, I'd pay off my car, you know, yeah. like just little things like that where you, it was always fuel to help out, you know, not just to fuel yourself. Yeah, no, that's true. And I feel like I give off the wrong impression when it comes to that stuff because you've got to do it for the grant you know you have to have that presentation like you've got all these things because you know yeah. you're, you're still trying to have a lifestyle side to your brand but at the same respect like nothing I have one was given to me and nothing I have was I don't pay cost for any like retail for you know what I mean like my when yeah. I had the Mercedes like it was like six grand in that car like that's nothing in yeah. my purse right. I didn't pay three grand for my bag like everything I have has been at some kind of outrageous discount or secondhand or whatever. So I get the appearance, but I don't actually have to drop the cash just because I don't know, maybe because my upbringing, I I can't find myself able to justify stuff like that a lot of the time. Right. And then too, I think with social media now, you know, there's people see the best of the best Mm -hmm. and they instantly want to judge, you know? Yeah. Like you show you you post your vacations, you post, you know, what you're eating, your latest shoes, the car that you got, but then they don't they don't see that, you know, or 
maybe this was just a rental, you mm-hmm. know, for the weekend, yeah. you know, little things like that. So people already make these have mis- misconceptions of what they think you are, what you they think you have. Yeah. And then you're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> well, know? and it's easy too with like my husband buys and sells higher end cars. So it's like, yeah, I have mm-hmm. a lot of pictures of nice cars. I don't know any of them. <laughs> like they come and right. go and it's just good for the gram, you know. So I post a picture about you or shout you out on Instagram and then I'll get, you know, 10, 15 guys from back home and also people that I don't, you know, that don't know you. They're like, oh, damn, you know her. Like, you know, what does she do? Or just, you know, again, they want to be a part of the fantasy. I think that people that listen to my podcast wonder a lot about you and like, about how you feel about my career so I guess the first thing would be what was your first impression like when we were on our first date or sex drive <laughs> that, was, that was your first question yeah you did actually he actually asked me that he was like well does your job affect your sex drive but what was like your were you turned off by what I do for work or no I think it's a safe work environment I mean you can't be more safe than being at home and when you choose to do something like this it's it's it shouldn't be looked down upon it's your body and my views on it are do as you wish you're not hurting anyone i I don't have i really don't have an issue with it have you do you feel like because there's obviously guys looking at me online does that change the way you look at me or listen you remember the game we played in vegas Mm -hmm. so we went to Vegas for a SEMA show a couple of years back. And uh, every time we walked someplace through a hotel or down the street, I was holding her, holding her hand. And I told her, I'm going to squeeze your hand, uh, your pinky, if the guy uh, is looking at you on your left side. And I'll squeeze your index finger if the guy is looking on the right side. And it was a game that we played throughout a day or two. So, the, well, the story is, basically, I, was, I kept squeezing her finger one way <laughs> or the other, both, the entire time, because no matter where you go, people look at you, and it's usually guys that look at you. It doesn't matter if you're at a shopping center or, or down the street, you know, or online, so. Yeah. It's I- more of a compliment to me than anything else. If they're grabbing you, then that there's a problem, obviously, with personal space. Yeah. But as far as looking, no problems. Do you think, like, has there been anything notable that happened with my cam career that affected me in real life or our relationship in real life? I don't think so. No? I don't think any, I've, I mean, it, the only thing I could think of is when you told me the the guy kept um, writing to you um, negative things and that was affecting you. Oh, like in the tip notes and yeah, stuff, yeah, harassing which, me? Which, I mean, there's assholes everywhere, so... Yeah. There's jealous women when it comes to certain things as well. It's it's part of it. I mean, it doesn't matter, again, if you work in an office or not. Uh, there's always going to be people around with negativity, so... Yeah. And I think me and George were talking about this when I had him on the podcast, but I was, like, trying to explain that when people see me on cam and stuff, like, they see the fantasy, like, the dolled up version like the real high energy all the time and that's just not not the case guys (laughs) (laughs) what is the case what is it really like being married to a webcam model plead the fifth (laughs) but allegedly there could be some drooling in the sleep (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that happens it's not as glamorous as uh Everything seems. Mosquito bites sometimes. Oh Keep scratching. Right I'm, now she's scratching I'm her mosquito bites. I'm covered in bites. bug bites. That's a country life for you. Yep. I, uh, I, I feel like when people listen to the podcast, they definitely get a better um, a better look at who I am as a person as opposed to who they see on cam because cam is such a small side of my life, like a small fraction of who I am. But I think that people on the outside looking in think my whole life is cam. My whole life is you know, surrounding this career, caught up in the the glitz and the glam or the fake infamy or whatever it is. But would you say that our life is like really mellow and 
Like, what is our life like? I mean, what's your perspective? Our life right now is someone taking a back, to, you know, seat to what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, some have said that we have accomplished a lot over the course of the last year or two, which I personally don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of work. Bottom line is you are working a lot, but it's it's a trade-off. Yeah. If you weren't working and I wasn't working, then great. We'd be sitting together holding hands the entire day, but then you're going to be living out of a box and that's not going to be yeah. good for any, anyone. Yeah. So. I, does it bother you how much I work? No. Ever? No. No. Because at the end of the day, if we do want to take a day trip or do something, then we can just do it, you know, and and kind of put the work aside. When I had the day job, I mean, there were days I didn't go in. I just said, screw it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would work as well? Like, so for people who don't know, my husband works for himself. He buys and flips cars. He uh, he sells car parts. And he also does photography and videography. So he helps me a lot with uh, my marketing company. Or with When I did real estate, he helped with that. And he helps with any modeling work I do as well. But do you think if you still had a 9 to 5 that our relationship would function as well as it does? I used to have a 9 to 5. And uh, it's, it's something that was more of a... You're dependent on the paycheck, so you don't want to quit or get fired. My job ended when we got, actually, the whole department got laid off, and it was one of the happiest days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we ended up going to Texas the same day, but I was, I mean, happy in the car. It was like, yeah. finally, I could do what I want because there's no fear of, like, oh, God, if, if I quit and really want to pursue what I want to pursue, that I won't be able to survive. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that answers the question. Well, or not. do you think that, like, if you would you ever pick up another nine to five, or do you think us both working for ourselves makes our situation work a lot better? I think it works better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I nothing against nine to five is just the commute and everything. The amount of time you're trapped in a car or in an office or in an office. I mean, I got really proficient at looking up YouTube videos for a while. <laughs> That's true. He would send me, like, emails full of YouTube links, and then I got sucked into the rabbit hole, and I'm watching YouTube. But some good stuff, a lot of educational Yeah, content. that's true. That's true. So, but no, it, the, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just different things for different people. Some people want to have more of a, I walk in, and I know exactly what I have to do, and then, you know, eight hours later, eight and a half hours later, they leave. Versus for me, there's so many different things I could be doing or alternating between days that just works out better for me. Mm-hmm. I get bored with certain things sometimes, so that's why I need a variety of subjects to kind of keep me yeah. interested. Do you think, like, what I do, the difference between what I do and what, like, like stripping, for instance, or, I mean, obviously escorting even further into that rabbit hole, but do you feel, like, if as it pertains to being in this kind of industry, that this is the best option? Like, this is the most... Safe. I mean, having having a relationship with, not that I have had a relationship with someone that was in that business, mm-hmm. it's got to be difficult, I'm sure. I yeah. Mean, if they're escorting or they're stripping, stripping, I understand that for the most part, there are no touching and so on and so on. But still, it's it's a business that usually thrives by you going and working night hours and in some states or some places, liquor is acceptable. Um, so that puts a different danger zone mm-hmm. or danger aspect of it, as well as um, it, it could complicate the relationship. Yeah. So I've never, I've never experienced it. I, I can't imagine that's something that's easy. But when it comes to this, it's definitely on the lighter side of, of the business. Mm-hmm. It's really not a hardcore Thing, you're here you know you're within 30 feet 40 feet of of me so you know i don't think it's a big deal yeah because that's like the the big one that i guess my friends get asked most is like what does her husband think about it like how does he support what she does i don't know i guess i'm just i wouldn't say confident is the word i just secure maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the word but it's if if I don't if I didn't like what she did then we wouldn't be in a situation if it bothered me with what she did, and some people say it won't bother them and then, you know, a few months down the road, their perspective on the whole situation changes, 
and then they're like, well, I don't know how I could deal with this. So it's either you, you, you and your career or me. Mm-hmm. And it's not a fair um, ask. Yeah, at that point, because it was disclosed to you prior to the relationship being started. Yeah. So. And I told you right up front. Yeah. No, yeah. that's the whole thing. So I don't think it's it should be something. Again, if somebody's going to cheat on you, they're going to fucking cheat on you. It takes an hour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So who cares what they do for a living if. If they're going to be a shitty person, they're going to be exactly. a shitty person. So, yeah. um, so if they're they're going to go to a store, they could meet up with someone. If if you're going to go out of town for for business, they could do something. It doesn't. What they do for a living does not. It's not a blueprint of what kind of relationship you will have with that person. True. You know. Yeah, definitely. Good pilots and people that are always staying out. You know, they're, they're flying to a different city and staying there and. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you never know. I mean, and that's a very legit career. Mainstream. Like, yeah, yeah, like very high ranking. It's something that people like. Respect. Oh wow, yeah, respected yeah. position. <clears throat> do you consider what I do for work as porn? Mm, I don't. I haven't given it a lot of thought. Yeah. I mean, at that point, that means that everyone and their mother is doing porn in the back of their, you know, house or in their bedroom or in the bathroom or. Some kinky fuckers out there are doing in the kitchen, so <laughs> by themselves. Yeah. So if you consider masturbation porn, then there you go. But a lot of it is it's more conversations, it's relationship yeah. building, community, it's sales. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing. I mean, you're talking to these people more than anything else. So. Mm-hmm. Does it has it ever affected you? Because I like I have a, a business where I have it set up to sell my phone number. Or anything does like the text messaging and all that stuff bother you? Because I know. A lot of girls who even do cam, they're like, yeah, you know, like, cam is fine and it's all okay. But then when it comes to, like, texting or something, like, my significant other felt like that was crossing the line. No, it's, you're treating it as a business. Mm-hmm. You're treating it as work. At that point, it's the same thing as if you're working for an IT company and, and they text you, hey, take a look at the servers over the weekend. And your wife gets pissed off or your husband gets pissed off for the text message because you're, someone's texting you from work. I could draw a line between them. I, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah. You know where one begins and one ends. Yeah. Yeah. So plus I feel loved. So that's another thing. Aww. How do you feel about the podcast since I've started that and since you've been listening? Actually, I was listening today. Um, I'm behind. <laughs> I'm, I'm behind a lot. <laughs> it's just not, there's never a good time to kind of, since I don't have a commute to work, um, there's not a good time to kind of sit and listen for half an hour, an hour at a time. And today I'm clearing some trees and stuff on the property and mowing, so it gives me a perfect chance to um, to catch up on some episodes. It's it's different. I think after listening to the last two episodes, I personally think that everyone should do a podcast, even if they do it for themselves, meaning their own recording, and no one hears hears it for a while due to the fact that you're you're being very honest with yourself. And I think that you're better off doing something like that as a project because it makes you grow as a person. If if you can't be honest with yourself and tell yourself, hey, this is what I was thinking and and why, then you're not going to be happy in life. You, you're going to have a difficult time because if you don't know what you want and what you, what you uh, need, then how is someone else? Yeah. I think I, I'm lucky in that me as a person, I'm very self-aware. So, like, I know what's on my mind. I know why why I think the things I think and and where my thought pattern is taking me. So, it's like if I, like, I, I have a habit of where if, if I see a picture of myself, I'll remember what I was thinking when that picture was being taken or, like, what the situation around it was. So, I'm just I'm very self-aware as a person. You're probably very, like, a few in between person that has that because I don't have that. I don't, I don't know a lot of people that I've ever heard said no. that, but... I'm I'm good about that, and I, I, I overanalyze everything, as you are very aware of. Um, but I think it, it's put me in a good position to tell my own story because I'm very in touch with myself in that in that respect. But it's been really therapeutic to say things out loud. Like, you're very in touch with... You're not talking about the videos, so. No, I'm talking about <laughs> the podcast. Very in touch with you. Um, I have a saying with her that I there's times that she reads into what I'm saying or what I'm doing and it's like no it's white paint like don't look at what I'm talking about or what I'm or I'm doing at the moment as there's something deeper as there's studs or 
or insulation or even drywall at that point. Just look at it as white paint, meaning the surface of what I'm doing. There's no, there's no thought behind it. There's no. Yeah, because I try to overanalyze yeah. you. Like, well, why did you? Why did you do it that way? Or why did you think think that? And it's like, well, I don't know. I just did. I'm like, that's hard for me to understand because I have a backstory to every thought or action. Like, I'm very aware, so I I always interpret other people's decisions or the things they say as having that same awareness when that's just not realistic yeah i'm, I'm weighing things mostly 98 <laughs> <laughs> percent we'll of the time we'll figure it out <laughs> i am super thankful to you guys who all made time and sat down to talk to me including my husband who didn't really have a choice there are some people who have been around from start to finish as I've gone through this crazy roller coaster of a career and life in general. I hope that this kind of completes your perspective on who I am and all I've gone through so far to get where I am in my life. It sure has been a wild one, just like this first season of the show. I am excited to wrap up the first season and I honestly feel like I can walk away proud of what I've accomplished here. But between you and me. Just know that I'm only getting started. I'm Melrose, and this has been Season 1, Episode 12 of the Seen and Not Heard Podcast. Huge thank you this week to my dear friends, Julie and George. Thank you both so much for taking time to talk to me and share some of our intimate moments with the world. Not only do I absolutely love and adore the both of you, but our friendship means more than I'm able to put into words. I appreciate your time, and I really, really value our friendships. Another big thank you to my husband for sitting down with me and speaking openly about what it's like to be married to someone in the industry. Thank you for not only being the world's most wonderful, thoughtful, and understanding human, but also for helping me be my best version of myself and providing me an environment within our relationship that allows me to foster creativity and growth to pursue my passions. I don't know where I'd be without you, and I really hope I never have to find out. I love you. Want to be an individual sponsor of the podcast? All you have to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash Melrose and click support the podcast to donate whatever amount per month to help fund more episodes like today's. Unfortunately, there is no next week teaser for this episode since this is the last episode of my first season. But don't worry, we will be back after a two-week hiatus on Thursday, June 13th. I have a whole slew of amazing guests lined up to sit down with and I cannot wait to get back behind this microphone. Thank you all for listening to the Seen and Not Heard podcast. Make sure to follow, subscribe, and share. Also, Check out www.snhpodcast.com to leave voice messages, comments, or to listen to past episodes. I guess that's it, guys. This dirty little secret is out. <laughs>